listeners, and welcome to episode zero of Classically Trained. This episode isn't required listening by any means. If you're just here for fun media reviews, please carry on to our other episodes. However, if you're interested in finding out a little bit more about the hosts of this podcast, you are in the right place. We are making this episode because we wanted to give a little bit more background on ourselves so that it's clear where we're coming from in our discussions. The academic term for this sort of thing is positionality, and uh, in order to establish our our positions, as it were, uh, we're going to give a brief overview of our personal and academic backgrounds. Would you like to go first, or shall I? Um, I will happily go first. Uh, my name is Allison. Um, I am a white queer woman, and I um, am from Vancouver, British Columbia, where I still live. I did two whole degrees at UBC, uh, University of British Columbia, because apparently I can't leave. Um, so I did my undergrad at UBC in the Department of Classical Near Eastern Religious Studies, um, and then I also did my master's degree in the same department. Um, and my like specialization is in classical and Near Eastern archaeology. I did also do a semester at the University of Edinburgh, which is fantastic. And yeah, so like my research specialization is in earthquakes in the Roman period and how people respond to earthquakes in antiquity. Um, I am kind of known as the earthquake person, which is a kind of funny thing to be like known as. <laughs> But yeah, I did my undergrad thesis on people's responses to um, an earthquake in Pompeii, which happened before the eruption. And then my master's thesis was about the city of Corion, which is a city on the island of Cyprus, uh, which is an island in the middle of the Mediterranean. And also, because I started studying the site, uh, this site has a lot to do with early Christianity. So I accidentally, uh, in my master's degree, veered into studying early Christianity a little bit, took a few classes on it, um, it was kind of in my thesis. So yeah, that's my sort of like general academic background. Um, I will say as well for people who are in classics or classical archaeology that uh, my department is really big into doing Near Eastern stuff as well. So I also know stuff about the ancient Near East and ancient Egypt, usually in archaeology programs that tends to be like separated off, like departments that do ancient Roman stuff and ancient Greek stuff don't tend to also do Near Eastern stuff and ancient Egyptian stuff. But yeah, I do have like a basic education in that stuff as well. And being an archaeologist, um, I have excavated in a few different places in Europe. Um, so I've excavated in Sicily um, and in Cyprus and in Romania. None of these sites have anything to do with my research, <laughs> which is usually the case. Um, but yeah. Uh, definitely very fun experiences, definitely very interesting experiences. Yeah, so that's basically my like general academic background. Th the other things to know about me, I guess, are that uh, I like cross-country skiing a lot and other mountain things um, like trail running and climbing and stuff. Those are my other hobbies. Um, I also like nerd shit like Doctor Who um, and comic books and stuff. Um, and I also like my dog. My dog is very important. In fact, all dogs are very important. I, yeah, I really would like to end on the message that all dogs are very important. <laughs> I, that's fair. I am, I'm happy to pick up from there. Uh, yeah. So my name is Julia. Uh, I am also a white queer woman from Vancouver, British Columbia, where I also did my undergraduate degree. 
I, I too did my, my undergrad at UBC in also same department in classical Near Eastern religious studies. Uh, my emphasis was slightly different from Allison's. Uh, I did mine in, in classical studies. So I, I did a slightly more like, uh, like, 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 um, sociology and like culture and history and that, like, I just did kind of more of that stuff. I am not an archaeologist by any means. <laughs> Simply do not ask me to talk about archaeology. I have never in my life, uh, touched an artifact. That is probably not. No, you've touched artifacts. Have I? Because you've come to the pottery drawing workshop. No, I didn't. You didn't? No. You must have touched an artifact. I have never, I don't think I have ever point. touched an artifact. I have only, I have touched, I've touched really old books, if that qualifies. I have touched a little sleeve of plastic that contained a tiny shard of papyrus. I, that is an artifact. Okay. <laughs> That's as close as I've ever come to touching an artifact. Um, related to me touching a sleeve containing a tiny scrap of papyrus, I, uh, my research is predominantly into literature, so my specialty, particularly Greek literature. My undergraduate thesis was on uh, the silencing of raped women in Greek tragedy, and my master's uh, thesis, which I did my master's at King's College London, I did a year in London, it was delightful, and I did my master's thesis on Achilles in the Iliad and his uh, his gender performance in grief. Um, that's like a lot of layers of stuff, but I promise it all hung together in the thesis. As you can probably tell from those topics, I specifically uh, focus on applying queer and feminist theory to Greek literature. I'm a big fan of kind of different kinds of theory and and looking at texts through different lenses of theory. Uh, I, I've studied not just queer theory and feminist theory, but I've also done some study of reception theory and translation theory. I am just the theory guy, I guess. <laughs> For the layman, reception theory is specifically uh, the study of, like, how ancient texts and history and ideas are received by later audiences, both within antiquity, for example, um, the incorporation of Greek mythology into Roman literature, and then all the way up to the modern day. I have studied the the Greeks a lot. I've studied uh, particularly the classical period, which is to say roughly the like 6th, 5th, and 4th centuries BCE. Um, but I've also studied the life of Alexander the Great and the Hellenistic period, which is the sort of period of Greek history that follows the classical period. And then I stop because I simply do not enjoy the Romans. Uh, so I have like history up until the death of Cleopatra and then Allison picks up and has history the rest of it until we're not really in classical studies anymore. See, that's assuming I can remember anything at this point anymore about the early Roman Empire, because as somebody who studies late antiquity, I simply do not care about the early Roman Empire anymore. <laughs> that's fair. So I guess I guess it would be fair. I guess it would be fair for us to say that. I we study like the period before the like l like late Roman Republic and early Empire, and then the period after the yeah. like early to mid Roman Empire. Uh, but we simply do not know anything about the like first century BCE and then the first and second centuries CE. Yeah, I did technically <laughs> do one thesis 
in that time period. But that that is ages past. I am a late antique scholar now, um, and there is no changing that. Yeah. Um, as to other things that I'm interested in, I am also into, as Allison uh, so succinctly put it, nerd shit, uh, which I think, to be fair, is like why we're making this podcast. Both of us like... We like comics, we like TV and movies, we both of us, I think, particularly are interested in, like, sci-fi and fantasy and, you know, genre fiction in general. Yeah. Um, we like to consume media, and I, in particular, have come across a number of, like, interesting things that I like, and also things that I thought were stupid, um, <laughs> that were made in the last hundred years, but were about the stories that we have from antiquity and I you know I find that stuff really interesting like I said I studied some reception theory I've always found it really interesting um part of this might be because I am also a fan fiction author I have been really involved in fan culture and so I find like the concept of the transformative work as a thing really interesting the the whole thing that people do with media that they like, with stories that they enjoy that resonate with them, the way that we incorporate them into our own ideas about things, our own narratives, the media that we produce, the creative work that we do. I just, I find that whole process really fascinating. So we decided to make this podcast where we talk about media, modern media that transforms ancient stories and ancient history in interesting ways. Yeah, you've definitely thought a lot more about this than I have from, like, a theory perspective. I'm just like, media make me mad, or media make me happy. I mean, yeah, again, first of all, I am the theory guy, and second of all, I am just more better. Wow. <laughs> I am just better at talking out of my ass about this kind of thing, I think, of the two of us. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, w I would like to slightly contest that you are the theory guy, because I am also a theory guy. I'm just a different type of theory guy. It's true. I'm a, like, human behavior theory person, whereas you're, like, a literature theory person. Yeah. And those are two very different, like, bounds of, of theory. Like, I can tell you why the chair acts on you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Agency theory is really important. Chairs do, in fact, influence your behavior. Um, I'm not going to explain that any further. I'm just going to leave it at that. You can Google agency theory if you want. <laughs> I guess that's fair. So, yeah, I guess it's fair to say that you do more, like, sociological and psychological theory with the work that you do, and also you do a lot more, like, I'm going to say material theory, which yeah. is, like, not a thing, but you you study objects and people's interactions yeah. with objects, and so you do theory that is related to that, whereas I do... I'm a literature person, so I study literary theory and cultural theory. Yeah, I mean, archaeology theory is its own thing, and it's a weird mix of, like, how we deal with ancient people's remains and sociology and sometimes psych it's a weird it's a weird mix of things basically archaeologists see whatever the hell hell else is happening in like broader trends in um theory and the social sciences and they'll just 
they're just like, we're going to just borrow that for now um, and do some stuff with it. And voila, we have archaeological theory. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that classics as a field is a field that borrows a lot from a lot of different other fields, like more specific fields, like theories. Like both of us know some stuff about anthropology and sociology and historiography and like, like all of those things because that sort of theory is incorporated into just like the background radiation of classics as a field because we study a culture and a time period in a holistic way um and of course classics also borrows literary theory and like like sociocultural theory um i have read so much foucault um and 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 also classics increasingly borrows from things like post-colonial theory and and you know, queer theory, feminist theory, mm-hmm. these things that have kind of sprung up in other fields that are now being incorporated into the ways that we study this ancient material. So both of us are at least glancingly familiar with bits and bobs of theory from a bunch of different fields. And and that stuff is, I do think, as much as we've gone on a bit of a tangent here, I do think it's worth us mentioning it in this little mini episode here because that influences the way that we talk about media. Yeah, absolutely. Um, texts. Texts. See, I, man, I was like watching the episodes for the episode that we're going to record later. Um, and I was just like, man, I, I I, am not qualified to do this, I say. Like, I do have, I mean, I I do have taken some literature courses. Like, I've taken English literature, and I guess I do technically know how to do it because somebody gave me a good grade. But I'm just like, (laughs) I'm an archaeologist. I'm just saying things out of my ass, as if literary analysis is not entirely just people saying things out of their ass anyway. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. And I mean, I also think that media analysis and media criticism is more interesting when it's done by people with diverse perspectives on the text. Like, the fact that you are not a literary theorist is one of the reasons that I was so excited to do this with you specifically, rather than with another literature person with whom I would have a lot of the same perspectives on these things. Like, Mm -hmm. I can talk about literary theory takes on things and I can do literary analysis to stuff. I took a bunch of English courses before I got into classics. Like, I know how to do literary analysis, but I'm not so good on the, like, human behavioral stuff or, like, you know, the more kind of nitty gritty of, like, yeah, like, materiality, the representations of materiality and stuff like that. Like, I just don't notice those things. Mm -hmm. So... That by our powers combined, we will make a good podcast. <laughs> yeah, yes, one would hope so. I, you're like mater- theory, and I'm like that piece of clothing has so many stitches on it. <laughs> there's too much sewing going on when there's no sew. Well, this maybe not no sewing in antiquity, but there's there's not nearly that much sewing go- going on in antiquity. I can tell you that. And and you know what? Were it not for for that. We surely would not be able to stitch this podcast Aww. together. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's call this a wrap before Allison murders me. <laughs> and uh, we shall release you, dear listeners, to proceed on to listen to the rest of the episodes and hopefully have an interesting time. Yes. Um, yeah. And I hope that we don't say too many things that are wrong. 
fingers crossed that we do our jobs properly. <laughs> we are we are doing our best. We will make mistakes sometimes, but we we just want you guys to have fun. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to count on Julia to fix them because she's doing the editing right now. <laughs> yes. And also, we want to have fun. Yes. Thanks for listening to Classically Trained. This podcast is hosted and produced by Allison Marlin and Julia Peroni on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. You can listen and subscribe to this podcast on our website, classicallytrainedpod.podbean.com, or anywhere podcasts are found. If you'd like to reach us, we can be emailed at classicallytrainedpod at gmail.com or contacted via Twitter at classicallypod. Finally, some acknowledgments. We'd first like to thank Nicholas Judy and Dark Fantasy Studio, who produced our wonderful music. We would also like to thank the Society for Classical Studies for their help in supporting this podcast. This is our introductory episode. Our first official episode is part one of four on Troy, Fall of a City, and can be found on our website. As always, be well, and do not, under any circumstances, do as the Romans did. <laughs>